0: I'm Jack Moylan, and you're listening to Lutz Talk Business, a podcast geared towards young professionals served with a side of witty commentary. At Lutz, we rally around the mantra, make light, meaning be lighthearted, illuminate solutions, and create energy. We hope this episode will do just that. Let's make the complex simple. All right. Welcome everybody to another episode of Let's Talk Business. Today, we're going to talk about applying for FAFSA and talk a little bit about loans and student aid and and you know repayment and things like that. So here with me again, talking with us, a senior financial planner with Let's Financial, Joe Carlson. So Joe, thanks for joining us again. Is that senior? Is that new? Yep. It is. Good for you, man. Yeah, Congrats. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Happy to be on. Uh, officially a recurring guest. So yeah.
1: Right. Happy to be here. Yeah. So what's, what's new? What's going on over in your world? Not a whole lot. It's been a uh, pretty busy year for us. The summer is supposed to be kind of a slower time, but the market kind of said otherwise this summer. So we're staying busy and summer's flying by, but everything's good.
0: Yeah, cool, man. You know, good to hear it, obviously. So I guess we can just go ahead and get right into it. I don't know. Do you have personal experience with FAFSA and financial aid and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, I guess my personal experience probably just goes as far as like I filled it out when I was in college, but I didn't know much about it. You know, I think it's kind of a well. First of all, it's not everyone's favorite topic right. to talk about or learn about, but it's pretty important and it's pretty daunting. Yeah, no one when they when it's that time of year, no one wants to fill out, fill out the FAFSA form. Yeah, right. It's just you know, it's not a fun thing to do, but it's important and meaningful. Mm-hmm. And so I think you know, hopefully today we can shed some light on some things to know, maybe some little tips and tricks and really it's not as daunting as it seems. Yeah. So I guess, and then my other experience would just be helping some clients through that process. And Oh gosh, so you helped people through it, yep, okay. Yep, and I think the biggest thing is a lot of people might think that with their parents' incomes or whatever, they might not be able to qualify for any aid, but there's a lot of different types of aid yeah. and qualifications that you know, I, I generally think that everyone should fill it out mm-hmm. so yeah that's i mean, that's kind of my experience
0: yeah i th- also i would just say that i went through it in college and then borrowed money and then still paying it back of course now after college and then hannah she's in college right now she's in graduate school right now for physical therapy and so we've been going through that process with her for graduate school and, and at Creighton, so it's a little bit, you know, we're talking some, some good-sized numbers here, but I, I think the, one of the more important things that I would say and reiterate to people is to reach out to the financial aid office at all, of, wherever yep. you go to school, yep. talk to those people, that's what they're there for, they're, they, they get paid to help you understand the process and figure out, you know what you know, what loans you need to take out, which ones you shouldn't, what to do if you take out more than what you actually need, all kinds of stuff. I mean, people, I feel like, sit on their hands and think, well, this is confusing. I don't know what to do. Just talk to those people. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're no, ideas. it's
1: a great point. <laughs> right. And the good news about things that are run by the government yeah. is that there's usually a lot of resources, mm-hmm. whether it's actually like the FAFSA website right, or it's like you said, the school that you're applying to or that you're going to. You know, there's kind of unlimited resources out there. And even just like kind of doing some research for talking today, the, the studentaid.gov yeah. website I mean there's there's unlimited resources Super on there. Helpful. So yeah. the good news is that, you know, you're not in the dark if you just spend a little bit of time kind of looking into it. Right. Doesn't mean it's gonna be a great time, but it's absolutely worth it. Yeah, it's time. not gonna be
0: fun. Yeah, that's for sure. But I you know, so I also worked for a loan servicer in college, like a lot of us did, I think. And yeah. I was in the cell phone consent department. So I would have to reach out to to people that were borrowed money or that that owed us the company money and I would have to A, tell them and and inform them of their balance and then B, ask them if if we could text their cell phone with their balance updates so I never I was never really anyone's fan. Doing I was gonna that say I'm, I'm sure you got some fun responses yeah. and it sucked. They probably wanted awful. to buy you beers all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So, well, anyways, let's get into it. What you know, what is FAFSA? What does that stand for? And you know, let's get into financial aid and kind of what the different kinds of financial aid there are.
1: Yeah. So FAFSA, Free Application for Federal Student Aid. Try saying that five times super yeah. fast. But so basically, it's it's a form that. You know, you're required to fill out to basically apply for or figure out your what you're able to get in financial aid mm-hmm. from the government. So in terms of types of aid, there's several different kinds offered by the government, mm-hmm. I guess the Department of Education, but so there's there different types of grants, there's loans, there's work study programs, there's aid for military, kids of military or with military parents or if there's veterans, And then there's all kinds of other kind of more ancillary types of aid, you know. We can get into, you know, the grants and the loans, the specifics. But I guess the important thing to know that is that, you know, on the grant side of things, generally that's where there's more. They figured out what your financial need is. is Mm It's more financial need based, and that's you know naturally what people think of when with the FAFSA is like, Mm -hmm. am I basically going to be able to. Or have the financial need to get some of these some of this aid. Right. There's also some specific loans that look at your financial need and whether or not you need it or not. The part that people maybe don't know as much of is there's also different loans and types of aid that are not financially need based. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people that might not qualify for the for the grants because their parents' income is too high or their asked their net worth is too high. Mm-hmm. You can still qualify for some of these federal federal loans.
0: Are those the Stafford loans that are that are lower interest rate that are more you know, and then you can yep. move into the non-Stafford and those are going to be higher interest rate. Yep, pretty much for graduate school or further education, and then
1: yes, yep. So there's yeah. like there's basically federal direct loans and there's what they call subsidized and unsubsidized loans. Right. So the subsidized ones, which basically what that means is when you're in college, you know, there's qual- there's things that you have to I guess check off. You have to be a full time student, and right. there's a list of things that. That you have to qualify for it but the government basically pays your interest while you're in college so it's not just accruing over those years right that one is financially need based versus some some of these unsubsidized loans are the, the interest is accruing during mm-hmm. your education years so obviously the subsidized is better in that aspect but in general the federal loans are going to be more favorable than a private loan if you just went mm-hmm. to a bank to get a loan, right? There's a lot better lending terms, you get a fixed rate. Right. You kind of have like a loan servicer that is basically your point of contact for which I'm sure you kind of you guys have kind of dealt with. Yep. Who you can call to ask questions, or they'll help you. You know, there's all kinds of different payment options once you get into the payment phase. You know, and that's kind of one of the main advantages of the federal loans is the flexibility. I think there's income-driven payment plans. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have heard of, depending on, there's also forgiveness, depending on what kind of career you go into. So, you know, the federal loans are generally the the better option to go for education funding. But to get the federal loans, you have to fill out the FAFSA.
0: Right, right. And then FAFSA, you have to fill out each year, Yes. Right? Yep. Got it.
1: And, the, you know, I think the, the dates are generally wow. October, the federal dates are October 1st through June 30th. Okay. The year before that school year, right? So if Got you it. are a high school senior right now, or gonna be a high school senior this year, mm-hmm. but then you're so you're gonna graduate and go to college in twenty twenty three in that fall, this October first is when your FAFSA application would basically open up. Got it. And then June 30th is the federal deadline. But I guess one thing I wanted to note was that each college or work I mean, college or whatever kind of school you're gonna go into generally have their own deadlines for when they're gonna be looking to give kids aid. Some of these grants go directly through the schools. Okay. So basically, you know, first come, first serve with some of those. Mm-hmm. So generally, the earlier you can get it done, the better off you're gonna be. Some of those grants are, I think the one specifically is the Federal Supplemental Educational Opportunity Grant. Okay. And basically that one goes through the schools and there's a, a finite amount of money that they can give out each year. So obviously the, one, the people that it's financial need based. People mm-hmm. that get it in earlier have a better chance of getting those grants. So, right. but yes, and then fil- you have to fill it out every year while you're in school to qualify for for the funds.
0: Is there anything to keep in mind when you know? Obviously, if you're going to sit down and fill out the you know your FAFSA form, you're it's probably too you know you're probably too far into it. Just fill it out and see what you get. But is there anything you know building up to that? Say you're an undergraduate and you're considering graduate school. Anything that you should keep in mind? you know, whether it's your 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 tax standing or your or as far as, you know, filing as a dependent or, or independent, I mean that I think will change kind of your financial need. Is there anything that people should keep in mind when going into this process?
1: Yeah, I guess a couple of things. One, just since you mentioned it, you know, there's different interest rates that apply whether you're a dependent or you're an independent. Okay. You know, I think generally if you're an independent, it's gonna be a higher rate that you're at the loan that you're gonna get. I don't think that's always the case, but I think that's kind of generally how it works. One thing, I guess, worth knowing or understanding is kind of the formula that is used to calculate what your financial aid is. Yeah. So basically, you fill out the FAFSA form and then, you know, how however long it takes to process it, they come back at you with, with basically a report for you once it's kind of solidified and everything. And in that report is basically what's called your expected family contribution, which essentially is... They get all your information that you've put in, the, the actual students' income and assets, and then also the parents' income and assets, and, you know, a bunch of other factors. And then they basically calculate what's called your expected family contribution. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's kind of a complicated formula without getting way into it. But they basically, once they land on that number, they look at the cost of attendance for the school or schools that you're looking at. Mm-hmm. And they basically take the cost of attendance minus that expected family contribution and that's how you get the federal, that your federal aid need.
0: Got
1: it. You know, I think there's actually gonna be some changes as what it sounds like here in the next couple of years with the expected family contribution can be confusing because sometimes it's a, high, a higher number than families would think it would be. Sure. And the term makes it seem like that's what you're expected to pay, which is not necessarily the case. It's more of what you're sort of able to pay. Got it. So they're kind of changing it. I think it's gonna be called like student aid index going forward. but basically that's kind of how they land on your federal need is, is that little formula there. You know, so I guess that's, it's, it's worth understanding knowing that in terms of, of taxes, you know, there's some things, I guess you know, once you're in the actual payment phase that you can basically deduct $2,500 of interest paid on your loans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's income limits on that. So it's not, everyone can't deduct, but it's definitely a powerful tool if, if you're in the payment stage. I guess before the when you start to make payments, there are some credits that you can apply for, that tax credits that you can get. Like the, the American Opportunity Tax Credit is one. Again, these credits all have income limitations and that's where right. you'd obviously want to talk to your CPA when you're filing taxes to see if you qualify for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's definitely some things that you can get that will help you from tax status.
0: Yeah, these, la- <clears throat> these last couple of years have obviously been kind of odd because they've... You know, they've mm-hmm. been extending, you know, the, the timeline they're giving everyone. They're not requiring payment on all these loans. I mean, I'm even seeing some out there. It seems like for, there was like a time, like a certain year time period where if you were, you know, had a certain loan in between this time period, they were forgiving it entirely. So, I mean, actually seeing that stuff happen, which is kind of bizarre. You mentioned it real briefly. The Depending on the field you go in, there's the public service loan forgiveness, mm-hmm. which is really cool. And so, I know that Hannah's been, you know, we've talked about that a little bit, depending on where she ends up. If it's a nonprofit or if it's, you know, a hospital, who knows what it is. But it's like if you, so if you have 120 qualifying monthly payments against your loan, they'll forgive it. They'll forgive yep. the rest of your debt, which is pretty sweet. Yep. So, those are things, because I know I've talked to people I was having a conversation with someone the other day down in tech and I mentioned this and they, their wife, had a similar situation, but didn't realize that she was, you know, I don't know, the, the payments weren't qualifying the, you know, there was something about their payments where they weren't qualifying. So I think it needs to be like income based payments, repayments. payments. And so it, you know, didn't count towards those 120 payments. But what's nice is until October this year, actually, you can re- receive uh, credit for payments that previously did not qualify. During COVID, so if you have payments that in the past few years weren't qualifying for that public service loan forgiveness, you can actually up until October thirty first of this year, you can actually receive credit for it. So wow, you're teaching teaching me something. Today. Yeah, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, that's pretty. So cool. pretty important to keep in mind if people are out there thinking that they're screwed and not going to be able to take credit for those payments for the last, you know, I don't know, twenty four payments. That's a good chunk of that hundred twenty. Absolutely. That there's there's extended circumstances for that too.
1: Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the forgiveness is huge. I mean, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah, Life changing. <laughs> yeah, it, it absolutely is. And, you know, it, it kind of goes into the decision of, yeah. you know, when you are applying and, you know, not every 18 year old knows what they want to do with their careers, but, you know, it'd be, if we had a um, a crystal ball, it would help because you could say, you know, if this is what I want, if I can go into something that could be forgiven, totally. you know, maybe my parents, I can tell my parents, <laughs> Maybe don't worry about you know grinding all day to, to yeah. pay for my college because in, in ten years I can have an in, income driven plan with pretty low payments and then it can be forgiven. But mm-hmm. you know that's not always the case. So, mm-hmm. but it is important I guess when you are applying and kind of trying to figure out what you want to do. And the FAFSA does a good job of I guess the website of providing resources and kind of requiring people to understand what loans are taken on you yep. know, when they're signing the paperwork. Is you know you are taking on a loan you know, obviously there's grants, there's loans, there's there's these different aids, but when you are taking on a loan, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, you kind of enter in the big leagues where, you know, totally. it's a real, it's a real liability that's going to be with you for potentially a long time. It
0: can, well, if you, I mean, it, it'll stay with you forever. It's the only type of debt that you can't get rid of by going bankrupt. Yeah. Yeah. You no, cannot yeah. get rid of student loan debt, which is funny. Everyone, yeah, oh, student loan debt, yeah, it's not a bit. it's, pretty serious deal. You know, I yeah. mean, oh, you is. can find yourself with a, a a relatively manageable interest rate, which I feel like when we were in school for whatever reason that time frame when we graduated it worked out really well cuz I think my interest rates are like in aggregate probably like 3.2% yeah, among awesome. four loans, right? Mm-hmm. And so, which is pretty crazy cuz I think I think my little brother ended up with like six percent or what you know. It just depends. Anywhere from
1: five to seven right now. Yeah. You know, interest rates are rising, so. Well, and
0: that's I would say you know anyone that that's out there that has loans, uh, typically it's going to be you know it'll be listed as four different loans unless you've already consolidated. But always look at refinancing those. Absolutely. Right there's the you can go to SoFi. I know is one online provider. Nelnet does you know loan servicing and 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 lending. I mean. If you've got four loans that are at 6 7%, you know, if you can find find a place to, to consolidate them and, and give you a 5% or 4% or whatever, I mean, that's gonna really mean it's, something. It's,
1: it's impactful for sure. And totally. I think some people have the hesitation mm-hmm. of doing that with, with the potential that there will be some sort of, that Biden will potentially right. offer some sort of forgiveness yeah. for federal student debt. You know, whether or not that happens, who knows. I don't think it's likely that it's all going to get wiped out. Right. I think potentially maybe a small amount, if anything, and there could be income limits or could be all these factors. So I guess you know it's it's. I know people are kind of bowing that decision of refining with a private lender or kind of keep my federal loans in anticipation of that. But there's not really a perfect answer for that. Right. But I would say in terms of you know taking that factor out, removing that. You know, obviously lower rates are generally going to be better for you in the long run for your balance sheet and just, I guess, the healthiness of your balance sheet and mm-hmm. be able to pay off your liabilities. So, yeah, I think generally looking for the lower rate private debt, if you can consolidate it, is, right. is a great thing for you. It'll lower long term payments and the interest you pay over time. Right. You know, I wish we knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. because my fiance has a lot of student debt yeah. in graduate school, too. So right. it's like, you know, I, I kind of bow on that same dilemma but yeah you should always I guess don't just stay stagnant with what you have always kind of be trying to stay on top of it and and use your resources to see if there's better options for you
0: well and like just like these last couple years were awesome because you know either you can take it as an opportunity to pay down your principal a lot or you know I used it as a, a opportunity to build up my emergency savings you know I was like sweet I'm gonna take this $300 a month payment and I'm going to pad myself so a little bit in case, you know, I need some cash at some point. So yep.
1: we're one of the same. I, uh, right. ours, ours was house fund. It's yeah. like, all right, you know what? Weighing the pros and cons and totally. let's jumpstart our, our first home purchase type of stuff. So, right.
0: Right. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, it's like I said, at 3% or 3 or 4% or whatever. I mean, that's not terrible debt. No. Right. And if you're, you know, on time on it and you've budgeted for it and it's like, I mean, Whatever. Right.
1: Right. No, absolutely. Three or four, three or three and a half is like a good mortgage rate. So yeah, no, I'd argue that's a pretty good debt to have as well.
0: Yeah. So, well, what else? Anything else on on the FAFSA or federal student loan, student aid topic? Yeah.
1: You know, I guess one thing, another thing that's probably worth knowing is, you know, what do you need when you're going to fill it out? Yeah. Who fills it out? Those Mm -hmm. kind of things. I I think, you know, there's different... You qualify for different things, like you mentioned, if you're dependent or independent. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you're independent. Your parents don't need to be, they're not going to be involved in the process. But if you're dependent, like I would say a, a majority of people coming out of high school will be, you know, the, the, the student and the parents usually have to be involved in yeah. or fill out the, the FAFSA in some fashion. So, you know, I think, I think generally the student and the parent have to create an account and like an I guess an account number, mm-hmm. and they're gonna need their social security numbers. They're gonna need their tax returns. They usually, if you're looking at, it's a two year look back for the year you're applying. and They look at your tax returns and and your I guess your assets and everything from from two years prior. Mm-hmm. So you're gonna need tax returns, bank accounts, you know, investment balances, real estate. You know, I don't think your primary mortgage is on there or primary house, but real estate as investments, all those types of things kind of go into the calculation. Sure. So I guess you just want to make sure you have a handle on those things when you are getting ready to fill it out. I think generally it can be a pretty seamless process if you're just kind of ready to knock it out. Yeah. You can fill it out, you know, there's you can do it online, you can do it on your phone these days, I believe, or you can do it the old school way with a print off worksheet and fill it out. But yep. I think generally they say it can take anywhere from from 40 to 60 minutes if you have your stuff ready to go. So as daunting as it is, for especially, I remember when I was 18, I was like, what is, what even is federal aid? Like, I yeah, don't even right. know what that is. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know, hopefully, I guess, if, if someone at that age is listening, you know, talk to your parents, maybe it's a good time to actually kind of get familiar with, with your different resources and the cost of college. And, you know, I think that's one thing my parents wanted that's me to do. That's a big one, yeah. Yeah, is they, they're like, fill it out so you can get a little familiar with, with how things work Mm-hmm. and where the federal aid comes from the different options how right. loans work all those things are, are going to generally set you up for for success in the future yeah even if you're not qualifying for all of them
0: totally so, i mean i think that's a big piece though is understanding how much you know how much college is actually going to cost mm-hmm. who you know where that money's coming from who's paying for it if you're fortunate enough to where your parents are willing to pay for some of it or all of it awesome great but still understand how much money that really is if you have to you know, borrow from the government, understand that too, the rate, and when you got to start paying back, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's one thing to keep in mind is, you know, there's, if, if you take a little bit longer to get through college, that could end up causing you to have to be starting payments. Well, I guess I think it typically it's after you graduate, but still mm-hmm. understanding when that is. And one thing that was big for me was, you know, when you're 17, 18 years old, Typically, you probably have never created a budget before. Right. So, understanding what your estimated monthly payment could be after college, I think, is a really great place to start too. Absolutely. Sit down and understand okay, if I go into this field, I could make 40 to 60 grand out of college, and I'm going to have a eight hundred dollar payment. Okay. I might need to rethink something. Somebody to buy a car at that point. I'm gonna have an apartment at that point. I mean yep.
1: do I need to work through college totally. to start paying this down. Do I need to go to a interest? different college? Exactly. <laughs> right? right. Exactly. I
0: mean so that's but, you know, people don't I mean I didn't think about that. Mm-mm. You know, I knew I was gonna take out loans and go to Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was yeah.
1: about it. And that's your path. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it
0: worked. And luck you know, obviously it, I think financially it worked out in terms of, you know, job and then and then payments and making sure staying on top of that. But I remember when I moved out to Denver for my first job with with Union Pacific after college, I was I like I had to sit down and figure out okay what's my rent going to be because mm-hmm. this is way different out here in terms of rent yeah. than what I would be at home, you know. And so understanding that not only on top of loan payments and all that kind of stuff, car payment, I'm gonna also have twelve hundred bucks a month in rent or fifteen hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm that's an important process to have to go through just to know that you're going to be fine.
1: Right. No, absolutely. Right? You know, it's, it's, I, would, I would completely, I guess, endorse what you're saying yeah. is kind of going back to understanding that when you're taking on a loan, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of in the big leagues now in terms of, you know, you don't have to pay it necessarily for the next four years while you're an undergrad. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, right when you get out of there and you kind of go from that transition from senior graduation to your, your first job, it's like they don't... They, the government doesn't really care nope. that, you know, you were just totally a senior partying in college yeah. six months ago. <laughs> right. They give you a general six month grace period after college.
0: Yep. And honestly
1: yep. right now with the it might even be
0: nine or something, six
1: like to that. nine. I yeah. Something I don't remember like the number off the top of my head. And then obviously right now with the, with the COVID mm-hmm. you know, delaying payments, but yeah, is you gotta have a good understanding of, you know, these, the, the payments are going to affect your, your, your credit score. And you know, you can't just not make payments. That's the I guess the advantage of having a loan servicer for, through these federal loans is that, you know, you can call them and say, "Hey, I'm in a tough spot. I I in between jobs or whatever. I can't make these payments." They'll talk you through your options, you know, figure out what else you can do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the answer is not to just not pay them because right, there's exactly. consequences, interest is accruing is accruing and You
0: got to communicate with someone and well, yep. yeah, whether it's entering into a an income-based repayment program or put going into forbearance or whatever right. it is, they'll you know, typically they'll work with you. I mean, that's, and that's with anything too. I would, for sure. I would echo that same comment about any expense or debt that people have that they're kind of nervous about. Right. I mean, it happens people, you go into debt at times, but it's how you manage to get out of it. That's really important. So
1: I promise the people you'd be calling to tell them about it, have dealt with it before totally. in a lot worse situations. So, yeah. so yeah, no, it's people are not alone. I and mean, like you said, moving into a new state, Instead of, I lived, I was lucky enough to live at home for a year awesome. and get my yeah. feet underneath me. But, yep. you know, some people don't want to or don't have that opportunity. So, you know, there's expenses come quick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's definitely something to have a good understanding on. And, you know, I guess one thing is when you, people that go to grad school, so I would say a, a lot of our higher net worth clients, right there, a lot of them are, I guess, able, luckily able to pay for their children's undergrad. Mm-hmm. And their kind of deal might be, you hey, I'll pay for your undergrad but anything after that post post undergrad is is on you. Totally. So someone that's familiar or used to their school being paid for by their parents, you know, they might have to turn around and start applying for these loans and, you know, kind of have that shock of, all right, well now I have to be the one that's responsible for dealing with okay, if I qualify for this loan, how am I going to get the funds? Do they pay it for me? Is it coming to me? How am I paying for my apartment rent? I mean, there's logistics to figure out. So I know you know there are loans obviously for grad school. You know there's there's certain loans that are only for undergrad and some of those grants as well. But there are a lot for grad school. You know mm-hmm. as you know that you know people should absolutely still totally. consider the federal loans when when they're kind of going through that process or considering a school or where they're going to go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Again, I mean, I think you know if you're lost, go talk to the financial aid office. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Seriously, I mean, that's... I've always had
0: great luck and that yeah. wasn't very helpful.
1: Yeah. I, I was pretty, you know, I'm always pretty impressed when I'm yeah. looking into this stuff for a client because I can either, can I come up with a summary myself or I'll just be like, literally, you can go here and mm-hmm. they'll explain it probably better than I'll be able to explain it. Well, like
0: Hannah had a great has had a great experience at Creighton with their, with their financial aid office, yep. right, which has been great. Lincoln was awesome. High school, high school counselors. Awesome. High school counselors yep. can be, so... Yep. Yeah, it's about taking advantage of those resources, you know, that you have. But I think overall, fill out the FAFSA form, right? Yeah,
1: yep. It's uh, it's, it's definitely worth doing no matter what situation you're in, you know, whether it's just to understand what's going on. But, you know, most people are going to qualify for mm-hmm. for some type of aid. Yep. So it's definitely worth, no matter how much your parents are making, I still encourage you to do it. Yep, don't know if know. you don't do it. So. Yep. And then, you know, one thing we didn't mention and we won't get too too into is scholarships, obviously, are mm-hmm. a whole nother ballpark, you know, sometimes the scholarships come from the school or foundations or different things. Yep. You know, we didn't even get into that, but most people are familiar with options with scholarships. Those but you
0: gotta kind of be more creative where you find them, either, you know, through like you said, the school or you know, even private companies around town or, you know, in the area exactly. or even just online looking See a thousand dollars here or there. Exactly.
1: And that's similar so. deal with, with the deadlines is all yeah. of them have their own deadlines for scholarships. Yep. So, you know, I encourage people to be looking and applying and your parents will maybe love you a little bit more if you you get a few extra. I'll I'll say it for sure. Yeah. But there's so many out there and so many deadlines, but you know, kind of in this window of of the year before you need the aid or any sort of funding is, you know, highly encourage you to, exhaust all options because there's a lot out there
0: i just feel like such a hypocrite when we sit here and talk about this stuff and what people should do so <laughs> i didn't do this at hey, all that's why, that's why hindsight's 2020 right is, it, is, it totally it is, is. <laughs> yeah i looking into
1: all this i'm like gosh dang it
0: well i'm sitting here i'm like yeah well just take take 15 30 minutes and and get interested in fafsa for a little bit I'm like not a chance yeah i i gonna sit down and actually be interested right. in it but now i'm like gosh you idiot come on you should have but i mean yeah i I think at the very least, like you said, do some research, fill it out. Your parents will thank you. You'll thank you. But yeah.
1: Use your resources. and cool. Yeah, there's a lot out there. So
0: Awesome. Well, thanks, Joe. Appreciate Absolutely. your time. Glad to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. You bet. You've reached the end of another episode of Let's Talk Business. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on your podcast app, Spotify, or iTunes. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to make light.